And if we can build more pathways for awesome teachers like Kelsey to have an effect on how the school um, runs, on what the day looks like, on on the lives of, of students, based on that incredible understanding of what it's like, that for me is is big picture what Teacherpreneur is really trying to do, um, is build teacher voice into just what education looks like. And I think that's so important. Welcome to the podcast. My guests today are Jeff Milliner of Public Education Foundation and Kelsey Wynn of Eastside Elementary. And today we're talking about Teacherpreneur, which is a pitch night specifically for teachers based on the Company Lab's 48-hour launch. So this is an incubator that offers teachers the support, time, space, and resources to incubate big ideas and execute them in the best interests of their students and their profession. This is a partnership between PEF and HCDE, and Teacherpreneur brings together educators, entrepreneurs, experts, and community members to make these ideas a reality, growing them into scalable, sustainable programs and businesses. So today we're going to learn a little bit more about Teacherpreneur and the winner of this year's competition, Helping Hands, Ending Hunger. This is the Camp House Podcast, and I am your host, Matt Busby. Well, my guests today are Jeff Milliner from PEF and Kelsey Wynn from Eastside Elementary. And today we're talking about Teacherpreneur, which is a program sponsored through PEF. And uh, Jeff runs this program. So, Jeff, why don't you just take a minute and, uh, well, more than a minute, however much time you want to take, and uh, tell us about Teacherpreneur. What is what is it? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, Kelsey knows I've never done anything in a minute ever. <laughs> so I will do my best. Um, Teacherpreneur, we based, um, and my colleague, uh, Carrie Randolph, at now at HCDE, um, based on CoLab's model for the 48-hour launch. The idea being, you know, entrepreneurs are people who solve big problems with limited capital um, and understanding that is also a definition of a teacher, and how we could do kind of explicitly what entrepreneurs are doing in Chattanooga to take some of that excitement, um, some of the things that they do, and, and put it, you know, with our teachers. So we took that model of uh, we, we get submissions over the summer, um, and really, really basic submissions. You know, we're not, we're not looking for a business plan. We're not looking for anything other than this is my big idea. This is the thing I think could work if I had a chance to try it. And over the course of the summer, we connect these teachers with other smart people, folks from co-starters and from Carbon 5, um, from, the, from Chambliss, um, from the accounting firms that we work with, to start building this idea into, into something a little more fleshed out. Uh, and then over this 48-hour launch, um, it, it's, it's an intense 48 hours of pitch preparation, of practicing and dialing down this big idea into two minutes that makes sense not just to a bunch of educators, but to the broader community. Working with a lot of those same folks, a lot of incredible community support over the weekend um, to listen to these pitches, to give feedback. And then we put them on stage, which in sort of my opinion, and I hope a lot of people's opinions, is where our teachers belong. You know, they, they do a really hard job, a crucial job. As you said, education is one of these one of the biggest things facing Chattanooga at the moment. You know, they're doing it in a place where it really matters. So we want to take these really innovative people and put them out 
um, on stage in front of the community. They pitch in front of judges. They go through two minutes of sometimes unpleasant judge questioning. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then some winners are announced. The, the hard thing with that model is that those are not the only winners. They're not the only people who get funded. And the weekend doesn't end at the end of that pitch night. Um, we spend the rest of the year and now going on year three working with these projects, funding as many as we can, finding them the support they need to keep growing, um, to scale. You know, it's not a grant. It's not a classroom grant. It's, that's part of the, the entrepreneurial part, too, is how you scale this thing, how it affects more than one classroom, um, how you do it in, in other places. You know, if it's a problem facing you, there's a, there's a good chance another teacher is running up against that same brick wall. Um, so, so scaling it out. And that's what a lot of the rest of the year looks like. What I really love about this idea of teacherpreneur is that, uh, well, so, you know, my life as far as work goes revolves around city center, the innovation district. So all the time, you know, we, we hear how successful Chattanooga is when it comes to entrepreneurship and innovation. And uh, really what you guys have done is taken a successful model with 48 hour launch. And for, for those who don't know what that is, it's a um, pitch competition hosted by Company Lab, the CoLab. And, um, and to launch new businesses. And what, what PEF has done is taken that model and applied it to teachers. And so it's taking what's been really successful within the city and applying it to other areas that um, could use this opportunity, could use this lens, this entrepreneurial lens, to look at the challenges that they're facing and find solutions. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and just education is one of those places where you don't, you just don't think of a bureaucracy like a, like a school system, you know, taking on this uh, way of solving problems the way an entrepreneur does. And that sounds like what, that's kind of what you're trying to teach, even teach people to do is to look at problems through the lens of an entrepreneur. Yeah, um, absolutely. A couple of things. I mean, one is, I'll say um, the Hamilton County Department of Education has been a pretty big partner on this. I think in a lot of ways, that's how Chattanooga works is, A, we see something work in one place, like we have a responsibility to try it. You know, if it's another city, if it's another um, industry, if it's working, you know, we, we want to make some changes. We want Chattanooga to keep growing. So, so we do have this responsibility to, to see if we can make it work where, where change is needed. The other thing there is, you know, there is a, a logical connection between launching a business and the work that our, our teachers do. If you get rid of kind of like profit, if you replace profit with impact or, um, and, and this is not to say that none of these are, are profitable. They're businesses that we've um, kicked off as well. I mean, one had a, a, I mean, a year timeline that gone from idea to mock-up to prototype to patent to first sale. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's, right? So yeah. that's what teacher, I mean, teachers are like, I, I got to get this done. So um, I'm going to take a crazy aggressive timeline and make it crazier and more aggressive because I got to get this done for my kids. And that's ultimately all the ideas do come down to trying to do things for, for students in, in Hamilton County and other places, but so student-focused. Yeah. And, um, and the other hallmark of the way things work in Chattanooga that I hear you're saying, too, is just the, just the high-level collaboration. So, you know, PEF, HCDE, but then you listed so many other partners within that, and, and that's what, you know, the most successful campaigns within Chattanooga are those campaigns that bring together private and public partnerships, but a whole range of, uh, of community involvement. So who are some of the other partners in this that you guys uh, oh, that come into this process for Teacherpreneur? Yeah, uh, I, and from so many different areas. This is one of these things where I don't know if we're the only people who are trying this 
because this is the only place it could possibly work because of those collaborations, or it just makes it, I mean, so much easier. We, so we, our, our big funders um, who kind of bought into this idea, Benwood right from the very beginning on the Benwood Foundation, and, and beyond just being, you know, a partner in the funding sense, in, you know, Lori Quillen showing up and listening to pitches for hours on end over the course of the weekend, that they're invested with their time as well is huge. Same with Footprint Foundation. Um, they've been a big, a big sponsor um, now for the, for the last two years. Uh, we work with Colab incredibly closely. Um, they were kind enough to let us, I will say, borrow their model. Um, it's more like outright theft, but um, and their staff and um, you know they've judged, they've sent designers, they anything that we need. Allison Reedy will like three months before I even started thinking about the next teacherpreneur send me an email saying, "What do you need from me this year?" So they're they're amazing to work with, um, Hamilton County and, and obviously our staff at PEF. But then for um, so many other things, you know, Carbon Five is this awesome development company um, in town. When you're when you're trying to build an app or a web app or or something like that, and you've never worked in that field before, you know, there, there's you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and having such an incredibly talented group, giving so much of their time, they do tech consulting before the pitches, after the pitches, help us find developers um, to actually get some of the more tech heavy projects off the ground. Co-starters and Causeway have run, you know, sessions for the the more nonprofit and then the more business startups. Chambliss donates um, their time every year, both to the weekend and then to winning projects. Um, and that legal help is again, you don't know what you don't know. Being able to provide that for for teachers as as they come out of their comfort zones to do some of this stuff, again with with students at the at the forefront, you know, being able to support them to do the work better. Um, so, so those are amazing partners as well. There are so many. I'm going to get in trouble for not, <laughs> not listing. But you know, when I was on stage going through, I, I realized this is about like a, a 10 minute of me just reading everybody who helped. Essentially, if <laughs> if you run a business in Chattanooga, I feel like in some way you have helped out Teacherpreneur, and we're incredibly grateful. Yeah, for the record, I didn't I didn't give Jeff any of these questions, and he has no notes in front of him, so this is totally off the top of his head. So please extend some grace if you forgot. <laughs> I want you to walk me through an entire year of this. So you guys yeah. start out getting submissions. You pick who can participate. At the end of the summer, you have 48-hour launch. And then from there on, you guys are supporting them throughout the year. So, so start with the submissions that you guys take in and then walk me through all the way to the next year. Sure. Well, uh, early, kind of early year, looking towards the summer, we take um, submissions. We've had uh, more than 200 for the three rounds of Teacherpreneur. So this is three years old, this program. This is now three. Well, it's two years old Plus like four days. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, but our, our third round of teacherpreneurs, and just on on the timing thing, what's pretty amazing is that in addition to you know getting the submission done, spending the summer with us, teacherpreneur takes place the weekend before school starts. These teachers aren't just giving up you know their summer; they're giving up their last little bit of summer <laughs> to spend time with lots of wonderful people and also me. So. We take those submissions. We have a put together a panel of other educators, of folks working in the startup community, innovation district. You know, our, our partners will read through and kind of judge those those proposals on on innovation, on feasibility, on sustainability, and and we'll use those rankings to kind of cut it down to a manageable number. Um, and that's not because there aren't more great ideas. It's more to do with the patience 
of people sitting in the audience for pitches because there is just a finite amount <laughs> of time that you can sit and listen, however great each one is. So we've, we've tried to balance that a little bit. So we'll take those and we'll take that group. Generally, about 20 projects. Um, it has been throughout the summer. And, and over the course of the summer, we set up workshops. We set up consulting. We set up as many opportunities as we can just looking at the calendar of stuff that happens, I mean, stuff that happens at the camp house, stuff that happens at um, the Edney. The events that, that entrepreneurs are going to, we want teachers going to. Um, we want them to get professional services to help them build these ideas, but we also just want them connected into the community because it's the same community. The schools don't matter just for one of those, and the kinds of collisions and conversations, which is a very Chattanooga thing to say, yep. but um, having those happen with, with our educators so that they see, A, what's happening in this exciting, exciting time for Chattanooga, um, and vice versa. So the people who are part of the energy are seeing that that energy exists in our schools and not just a couple schools, but all of them, um, and across the community, not just in a couple of zip codes is really, really important. So having that happen over the summer, um, a lot of informal stuff like that, just trying to plug them in, as well as, you know, I I mentioned co-starters and Carbon 5 and, and providing some workshops like that. And that all builds up to this 48-hour launch weekend, which is, um, as I think Kelsey will attest, a long, intense weekend um, of, of really, I mean, taking some of that stuff that happens over the summer and just condensing it and condensing it and condensing it and having them practice pitches just as many times as they can for as many different people to get as much feedback as possible, pairing them with designers to help with logos and slides, you know, some more of those last-minute professional services. So a big thing for us is that, you know, the ideas can change a little bit. It's not, you're not locked in. We don't ask, that's why we don't ask for a business plan up front. We ask for your big idea and we'll help you figure out a way to make that big idea happen. And so part of that is, part of that's getting through the pitch process. Once that happens, once winners have been announced, um, we have another panel that goes through and looks at the budgets everybody submitted. And we try and figure out really what's, what's the minimum viable product? What's the beta? What's, what's it take to get this off the ground? Not what does it take to do this at scale just yet, but enough that enough that we can make some progress. And that lets us fund as many, kind of as many of these good ideas as we can. Um, and so that's actually happening. That's a process that happens the week following the, the launch. And we'll take those. Um, I mean, essentially, I, I work as a project manager um, for those, you know, the nth team member for our teams to help them make connections, to find them what they need, to be just a supporter um, in, in a lot of instances. Some have events associated with them. So throughout the year, you know, you'll see PF staff at, at um, the event parts um, just trying to, you know, make sure there are enough bodies to get this stuff happening. But once, once it's been funded, we bring everybody together again, and we try and convene a few times as a, as a cohort and allows for a little accountability between projects. Um, that's the other thing that, A, you know, we said at the beginning of the weekend, you know, some of your biggest supporters are in this room. I know you guys are about to compete with one another in a sense, but, you know, it doesn't end here. And you're all going to be trying to get this stuff off the ground over the next um, year or two. These are people who know what you've been through, who think um, in some of the same ways. Um, these, are your, these are your good friends. So we, we want that to, to work as a group, too. Do you guys, um, does PEF or, or HDDE, somebody, kind of like record the process of these? Like now, now hearing that we've had over 200 submissions over the past three sessions, 
Um, you know, you've had what sixty different pitches at this point yep. between the three pitch yeah. nights. Like now, I'm I'm fascinated. I, I really want to see what these ideas are. I want to know how they're going. Um, is, is there any kind of storytelling like post of how these things are going, or any kind of uh, way that we can find out as a public about some of these ideas? Because the other thing is really cool. You know, that I was talking I was talking to Kelsey about earlier is like these are not so these are not people sitting in a 10 story building figuring out solutions for our school system. These are the teachers are working these kids every day. They know the weaknesses of their school. They know the needs of their students coming up with really innovative ways to solve problems. Is there anything out there where we can learn more about these projects that have already gone through and that are in process? Yeah, actually, absolutely. And this is, uh, you know, that documenting and, and storytelling part is always the hardest when, you know, you're, <laughs> you're nose down in the work um, all the time. But we um, actually using, working with one of the designers who helps us out all the time, Sean Aaron Lay, um, we've built a website, teacherpreneurcha.com, that has the portfolio of all these projects with pictures, with updates, with links, with ways to get involved with them. Um, so you can follow up with, and, and like I said, this, it's not just happening in a couple of schools. <laughs> you know, there's one that you can connect with um, that, that's happening in your community, that your interest they run a such a huge range from the programmatic to the to the really i mean startup businessy well kelsey so you have just gone through this process and you are the current winner of the teacherpreneur pitch night you know talk us through this process before we get to your idea i'm kind of interested in hearing about your experience you know had you heard of teacherpreneur before this year before you submitted your idea um, and have you, have you ever tried this before? Have you ever done anything like a pitch night before? Uh, I heard about Teacherpreneur probably last year. I heard about the winners and that sort of thing. Didn't really look into it. I automatically thought, I'm not an entrepreneur, so there's no way that I'm going to apply for anything like this. And I had never done a pitch night. I'm scared of public speaking. My hands are sweating right now. <laughs> um, and so I, I automatically kind of wrote it off. But when I heard about it this year, um, I kind of had a baby of an idea in my mind. And so I saw it and I kind of thought it was a grant. Like that was, even though Jeff just said it's not a grant, that's kind of my idea behind it. I was like, oh, it's a grant. I need money to get this idea off the ground. So I'm going to go for it. And then like right before the teacherpreneur weekend, I was like, I'm going to back out. I'm not going to do this. I have to public speak in a couple of days. I'm not going to do this. So, but it was so good. It was so good. And I'm so glad. I mean, obviously that was just fear talking, but I'm so glad that I stuck through it just because it was such a enriching experience. Um, just the idea that we do come with these ideas and then teacherpreneur takes all the boundaries off of it. They're like, you have this, this idea we have all these ways to help you and the community is here to cheer you on. And that was the biggest part for me. Yeah. Do you have any, can you think of any examples off the top of your head of just the way that hearing input from entrepreneurs, designers, lawyers, um, sort of shaped your idea of, of solving this problem, shaped your idea as you went along? I mean, they would, they would ask the questions like after we would give a practice pitch or something like that, I'd be like, what questions do you have right now? Like, what am I going to get asked on stage? What are people in the public going to think? Uh, what, what are like kind of the, the holes in my idea? Where do I need to go? What do I need to develop? And that sort of thing. So I did talk with lawyers and accountants and that, and all of that, um, and graphic designers because I can't even figure out how to do an audio text on my phone. <laughs> so I don't know how to do graphic design or anything with the computer. So I did talk uh, with people about that and it just helped out. It was, 
it was nice to hear other experts just come and be so nice to you and yeah. be like, here, I'm, I'm here and I just want you to succeed. I don't care what, it, what I have to do to help you do that. So, All right. Well, Kelsey, uh, tell us about your idea. So you're the winner. Give us your pitch. What? Do I say <laughs> it? <laughs> um, so my idea actually was brought to me from a partnership that I already have with the food bank. So um, Lori Bell at the food bank is the program's an agency's director and she came to me with this idea and she said hey this school in Trine cities georgia is doing this milk project and i would love Eastside to pilot it and so it pretty much was their true idea and their true baby uh but they came to me and they're like hamilton county needs this and so what it is is that the school and the teachers and the students collect unopened milk and food throughout the week and then they redistribute it on Fridays to families and students who are in need. Um, those who have food insecurities, who don't know where their next meal is going to come from. Um, and the reason to do this is not a pity. And it's not, I hate using the word in need and I hate using the words needy. It's not because of that. It's because we have resources that are being thrown away in the school. And that's something that is just kind of ridiculous when you think about the waste that we have in the school that people would use and utilize so trying cities georgia already got this under their belt they have all the food safety guidelines and that sort of thing behind them which made it so much easier to partner with them uh, to say we already have a solid plan now how do we adapt it to make it a hamilton county idea how can we expand this into hamilton county that's great and what was the name of your idea helping hands ending hunger okay great helping hands ending hunger did Jeff have something to do with that? No. Okay. I, uh, Kelsey has the most expressive face. Um, <laughs> she's, she is the person that, uh, like, over the course of the weekend, I would look to to know if I was making sense, upsetting people, um, needed to stop talking, et cetera. Like, I just, I can just look over and know, like, uh-oh. Um, but, I, you know, for me, I, and I think – in some ways, sort of a microcosm of, of teacherpreneur, you know, saw something good happening somewhere else. How do we do this for Chattanooga? How do we how do we make it bigger? How do we change it? Um, Kelsey's an awesome partner to work with. Um, and I know the Helping Hands, Helping Hunger team and the food bank are going to be thrilled to work with her. I think she gets to take some credit for thinking through this idea, um, figuring out what it looks like at East, um, at East Side. You know, it, you can say it was brought to you, but what it what it turned into is all thanks to Kelsey. So I should mention, uh, you can watch the entire Teacherpreneur pitch night on YouTube. I'll post a, a link to it in our show notes today. And if and if you want to see the more professional pitch from Kelsey, rather than me putting her on the spot, if you fast forward to the th- about the 39 and a half minute mark, um, you can see her pitch there. And all of the pitches, like you said, they're only about two minutes long. So they go pretty fast. And so um, don't just watch Kelsey's, but I want to encourage you to watch that one. Uh, watch the entire program and see all the, the incredible ideas that our teachers are coming up with to solve the challenges they see within their own classrooms, within the school system here in Hamilton County. So, all right, Kelsey, you've won the pitch night, and, uh, and you just briefly described the, the idea. Uh, you, what's, the, what's the timeline going from here? Uh, when, do, when does this kick off at Eastside? And then Jeff, talk about the scalability issue after that. Like, yeah, I think that's the other exciting idea about this is, you know, entrepreneurs, well, angel investors anyways, you know, don't typically want to invest in uh, lifestyle businesses. They want to invest in scalable ideas. And so I'm kind of excited to hear how this kid not just affect Eastside, but 
uh, our, you know, our entire county. Yeah. So our next step is really to get with the Tennessee Health Department and the food safety to talk about what exactly do we need to do in order to make this viable in Tennessee. Because the last thing we would want to do is for someone to hear this idea, say, oh, I've got fridges. Let me start collecting milk and then get shut down. Um, So what we want to do is make this a a very step-by-step guideline filled uh, program so that way we could take this to another school if need be. Well, that's what we want to do. We want to take it to as many schools as we can. Um, So I'm meeting within the next couple weeks with Tennessee Health Department and the food bank and Trine City Schools will be there. So we're going to all collaborate and just talk about what do we exactly need in order to get this launch date Eastside. And then as far as launch date on my pitch, I put November, but I think it'll probably be before that. Um, I think that is one of the, the beauties of Kelsey's idea is how scalable it is, that there's a, a model and a model that she's going to adapt for Hamilton County, um, meeting all those Tennessee regulations. But, you know, we have a lot of schools and a lot of kids that can benefit from this. And I think that's that's Kelsey's challenge is removing all of those barriers. What is, what's the, the quickest, safest, best way to get this thing up and running? To build that model, and then then we start adding on schools and restaurants and businesses <laughs> and everybody else kind of interested in doing this because, you know, it as Kelsey pointed out earlier, it's it's not anything extra. It's taking the stuff that we are just throwing away because of some other regulations that that could really be having a tremendous impact. And you know, when it when it comes to to students, you know. And we think about things like 2.0 um, and how we really change and invest in people in the same way. If we're giving more of our kids the same opportunity to learn, that is that they're not doing it having not eaten breakfast, having, um, you know, worrying about where the next meal is coming from, and knowing that the reason that that happened was because of a teacher. I mean, it pushes narrative, but it, it pushes the reality as well. You know, one of the immediate implications I had in my mind of this that I'm really excited about, too, is not just, okay, the, the kids didn't drink their milk, so we can save that and so that. But also, you know, my so my son, my family, were zoned for Eastside, and, you know, a year from now, it's where my son will go. And so, like, the immediate implication that hit me is, like, oh, this is awesome. I can send, like, an extra, you know, uh, cup of peaches or applesauce with my son every day that he, he can he can contribute to the th- to this and, and so it's just a really easy small tangible way of helping our neighbors um, and the people that are all around us Th- that's that's simple it's simple mm-hmm. one of the things that i think is so and again this this ties directly to 2.0 as well but you said earlier about the the people who are running these ideas are the people who are in the jobs who see it day to day um, who understand intimately and deeply what even small changes can mean and, and building teacher voice into this process, building the people who do live it daily um, into that decision-making process. Because, uh, you know, as I keep saying, this isn't, you know, Kelsey is amazing. Um, there are lots of amazing teachers in Hamilton County. You know, it's it's not relegated to a couple schools. We've got proposals from all over the county. And if we can build more pathways for awesome teachers like Kelsey to have an effect on how the school um, runs, on what the day looks like, on, on the lives of, of students, based on that incredible understanding of what it's like, 
that for me is is big picture what teacherpreneur is really trying to do um, is build teacher voice into just what education looks like. Yeah. I think that's so important. Kelsey, you know, you're about to start back to school. Like, I'm really interested, too, in, um, you know, being able to share your ideas with the community and seeing the community's interest in these ideas. I mean, how inspired are you to go back to the classroom this year? I, I, would, I would hope and I would imagine that this is, you know, when teacher, teachers suffer from burnout, that's, that's, that's not a secret. So I would imagine that hopefully this is super encouraging. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things was that it was such a good it was such a good weekend to get validation and saying, hey, you are a good teacher. And you can't say that to teachers all day long, all throughout the year. You're not going to get it. It's just the way it is. Uh, but it was so nice to hear other teachers say, hey, I love your idea. Even though it wasn't, a, it was a competition, it was never, like I was telling you before, Matt, it wasn't like uh, the Hunger Games. I really expected <laughs> us to come in and be like full on, we're fighting each other to win this competition, it was, hey, I love your idea. When you get this launched, come to my school. Hey, you're doing a great job over there. Like, I see how passionate you are about teaching. That's awesome. I wish you were at my school. Like, we would talk to each other in those ways, and that was just so good. And it was just so good to see the community come together, even in a small, well, it's big, in the church on Main, just see all the people sitting there just cheering you on. Um, I had my little crew in the back and it was just nice to get the, the little claps. And were you disappointed when you walked into church on Maine, there wasn't this pile of weapons, medieval weapons right in the middle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, I can really shoot a bow right now. Like, come on. <laughs> you worked on it all summer. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for teacherpreneur 4.0. I'm bringing this some, idea. I'm innovate. Um, I think, you know, Hearing you say that, and this is a, another thing that I hope Teacherpreneur does, especially for Chattanooga, is that, um, you know, keeping good teachers in the classroom um, and attracting good teachers to the classroom, that Chattanooga is a place that you can come and be innovative and be supported in being innovative. Um, you don't have to leave the classroom. You can do it here. I, I think, I hope that's something too, because it's it's such an important profession. Um, I, you know, I'm, I was raised by teachers. Um, I work in education. Obviously, I, I have my some some strong bias there towards <laughs> towards how important teaching is. But I don't know. It, thinking back on on my, like the people who who've mattered to me, how many teachers you know immediately come to mind? What an impact they've had, um, and imagining a world in which they got burned out and left before um, you know anything we can do to keep our good teachers in the classroom. Um, in addition to taking advantage of how smart they are. <laughs> Um, in, in, in solving other problems and, and meeting other challenges, but just making sure that our kids get to spend time with teachers like Kelsey. I hope Teacherpreneur has a little bit of an impact on that as well. Well, um, so you had uh, t 21 pitches for this third pitch night? Uh, this one was actually um, 16. 16. Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot, and then uh, and so hopefully nobody is upset with you about this either, but I, I do want to hear about some of these other ideas Absolutely. that were put forward. So give me three more ideas real quick that were put forward at Teacherpreneur that you're uh, excited about. Uh, you know, disclaimer, he's excited about all of them, but Thank just you. tell me about three of them. I, no, I was going to say that anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, there were there are some amazingly inspiring ideas. Some, I think, you know, one of the challenges for teachers is to translate kind of the education world out um, in a way, you know, everybody's had an education. So we kind of all see ourselves as experts, but that day-to-day -day is actually very different. So a um, Hamilton County um, literacy coach 
uh, Melanie Commander has an idea for an app to help with reading comprehension. The statistic, and I may, I don't, I don't think I'm messing this up, but I probably am. Um, if you are not reading on grade level by third grade, you are four times less likely to graduate from high school than your fellow students who are reading on grade level. That is really important. You can take the reading out of it if you want to, if you're not a reader, but being able to do it at level and that whole graduating from high school yeah. thing, huge. Well, and the scary thing about huge. that, is, I think the Chattanooga 2.0 stat is that only 38% of our third graders in Hamilton County are reading at grade level by the time they leave third grade. Um, which is, you know, something that we've got to work on. And so, you know, and I'm, you know, we're getting granular in statistics and suddenly people aren't listening anymore. But what she's come up with, and so for third grade, you get tested three times across the year, um, go through this assessment. Um, it's a, a long, complicated report. takes a lot of time. And, and you end up with three data points, um, three points from which you can kind of chart that hopefully getting to grade level um, but you've got three to work with. Um, so she pitched an app and an idea for an app that will help, A, make those assessments easier, but B, make them quicker and it much more realistic to do more often so that we can use that big aggregate data to do a better job of getting our kids to reading on grade level, which means more kids are graduating which means more kids are taking good jobs in Chattanooga, et cetera. It's a, it's a small sort of technical thing that has a potential for a lot of impact. Um, not just here, but uh, in, in lots of other communities. So that's one being kind of a nerdy data guy I'm excited about. But, uh, um, you know, just the potential impact is really exciting too. Um, let's see another one that's a little bit different. Well, I, you know, there's another one that I think the story's great, and I, I'm going to double down on, on Eastside, um, but uh, Amanda Eden's at, at Eastside's idea, and the story is amazing. You know, they did Tech Goes Home. Um, they started a Tech Goes Home um, site at Eastside. What is it, Tech Goes Home? Tech Goes Home. Tech uh, Goes Home. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so the program, um, digital computer literacy with a reduced-cost Chromebook, um, so the device and reduced cost internet, so connectivity in the home. Um, so so building both the capacity to use it and and something um, to use. And so they started that program and sent out the surveys at the end. And when they got the surveys back, they got lots and lots of great feedback on this program. And then a whole bunch of handwritten notes about other things that people in the community wanted to be able to do at the school. And so she pitched this idea of basically sort of the model of how you grow a community school, which I think is in, incredible. I mean, just based on one experience from one program, um, you know, they're going to work on bringing in um, ESL services and, you know, doubling up the space so that the students whose parents are coming in for these ESL services are also getting arts education and, you know, kind of just just all the kinds of things that they don't have time for during the day and their circumstances make unreasonable you know, the, a, a school and teachers are so on board with it, coming together to do that for more broadly that community. Um, I mean, that one is in, incredible to me. And again, that it's not, it's amazing that it'll happen at Eastside. It's also amazing that she's going to develop a model that lets it happen in other places. You know, how you build and grow, um, that, that scalable thing um, is, is huge. And let's see, something more, more product-y. Um, 
uh, Stacy Hill at Red Bank High School, a, a math teacher, pitched uh, an idea around a, a low-cost robotics kit um, and the curriculum for it um, to teach math, to make math more engaging. And I think that, A, the low-cost thing is, is really important um, because I, I have a, I've got one big bias in getting more digital literacy technology, really authentic technology use, and not just shoehorned in technology use in our schools. Um, I think that preps you for some of the awesome jobs um, and the stuff that you can do specifically in Chattanooga and in, in, in Gig City. Um, so the more more of that integration, the better. But the big thing in, in talking to so many developers and so many of the people working in this community, how they got to where they are, they talk about, oh, I used to tinker all the time. I used to hack on stuff. Um, at home, I you know I, I remember building my first website, et cetera. They had the time and the space um, and the resources um, to some extent to do that exploration on their own. Not every student in Hamilton County has that same experience. So how you build that both into the school day, um, that same sort of exploration, creativity, and, and I think robotics are an awesome way to do that, but then a way for that thing to go home and to become part of the home culture as well has the potential for, for, to me, some of that incredible impact over the course of that student's career, the other kinds of things they get interested in, and the kinds of places we can plug them in in, in Chattanooga later, where they're already invested in the community in addition to kind of the cool stuff that, that living in Gig City lets you do. Well, this is, this is so exciting. Um, Jeff, will you state again, where can we learn more about Teachpreneur and where can we follow these these stories and these ideas as they're fleshed out, as um, as they're implemented within the school system? Where can we follow all that at? Uh, absolutely. So um, the hub at the moment is teacherpreneurcha.com. Um, there's also a Teacherpreneur Facebook and a Teacherpreneur Twitter. So um, we'll, we'll keep people as updated as possible. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about it because um, I know I talk too much, but it's something I'm incredibly passionate about, and I'm so grateful to be able to work with teachers like Kelsey. Like, that's that's what Teacherpreneur has done for me, is given me this place where whatever my vague skill set is lets me interact with awesome, awesome teachers like Kelsey. Kelsey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everything you do. And, uh, you know, this is, seems like a really good moment just to give a special thanks to our teachers in Hamilton County uh, for, for all that you do. And... Um, you know, it, when when do submissions start for the next teacherpreneur in um, January? They will start um, probably in March of okay. 2017. Give me give me a, like a couple days. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> Matt. Give me a couple days. Um, I should and, say this uh, is being recorded three days after uh, the, the latest. It's, it's a miracle night. that we are both upright right now. <laughs> is yeah. Uh, so yeah, if there's any teachers out there in Hamilton County who hear this, just be looking for that come March of next year, you know, take notice of the problems in your classroom or the challenges you're facing within your school and, uh, and start jotting down those solutions, jotting down those ideas. Um, and you know, you could be in the studio next year, uh, instead of Kelsey. So Kelsey, thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you. Thank you for letting us talk about this and just get the word out even more. Yeah, yeah, and good luck this year in, in, in the classroom. Thanks. Can't wait to see our kids next year. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, thanks a lot for being here, man. Thanks um, for all you do at PEF. Wow, I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. Well, thank you to Jeff and Kelsey for joining me today to talk about Teacherpreneur and, and this year's big winner, Helping Hands Ending Hunger. You can always learn more about the Teacherpreneur program at PEF's website, 
That's pefchattanooga.org. And you can also check out all the other amazing programs that PEF puts together for our school system. Big thank you and shout out to the Lamppost group for letting us use their studio to record this interview. And, you know, Lamppost also has a, a recent podcast they just launched called Dynamo Discussions. So if you're interested in entrepreneurship and a lot of the big ideas coming out of Chattanooga, uh, specifically in the realm of, of businesses and entrepreneurship, then check out their podcast at Dynamo Discussions. And again, if you've enjoyed this conversation, you know, please share it with a friend and, uh, and subscribe on iTunes or leave us a rating and, or a review. And you can always find these podcasts at thecamphouse.com slash podcast. Thanks for being here. I hope you're inspired by this incredible idea and have a great day.